And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Jimmy. Oh, I am not Jimmy Lemke. Holy shit. Um, I am Bob McDonald. And you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co host, who is actually Jimmy Lemke. Hello. I am actually Jimmy Lemke. I am not Bob McDonald. Jesus Christ. I don't know what the. Yeah, this is, this is the kind of day I'm having. Uh, probably because I got a lot of sleep and now I'm still kind of groggy. Anyway, you probably also, just want to be me. Oh yeah. Oh, th- uh, apparently so. So, and also joining us is our other co-host Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. I am not Bob or Jimmy. He's not Bob or Jimmy. Jimmy, you can find at on Twitter at PantherU, and Matt, you can find on Twitter at GrizzTalkOU, and you can find the podcast on Twitter as well at HorizonRT and. Guys, wow! Um, we just got done with a week of where we posted a lot of stuff on the on uh, on HorizonRoundtable dot com because it was Premiere Week. It was a pretty big day, pretty big week. Yeah. Um, before we get and before we get started, obviously, I want to I want to thank everybody who put you know was able to get, contribute to that uh, to post up this week. Uh, John Parker is probably you know I mean, he he was all over the place. The guy is a machine. <laughs> so, uh, so big thanks to John Parker and also, every, you know, Michael Pierce, Jaden Stambolia, Mark Weems, Carrick Jones, uh, Chris Hart, Kyle Craven. Um, you know, I, I, it, it, when we started this adventure of getting all of these, uh, you know, starting to put articles and, and, and columns up on the site. This is kind of what I envisioned to have kind of a, a real solid core of writers. And I, honestly, I, you know, just going through all of their stuff, it, it, it looks like they, the, these guys came through in spades. So I can't thank these guys enough. So anyway, um, but the big takeaway, obviously, for, uh, from Premier Week is um, it, it's it's pretty clear that the, our fa- uh, the the consensus favorite with within all of us is is Wright State, and the consensus nine and ten are Cleveland State at ten and and IUPUI at nine, and clearly IUPUI um, uh, is taking umbrage with that a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand how. Pooey Pooey fans can be bothered, really bothered by being now Jimmy you know, picked picked there in the preseason. I, now, now hold on, you lose your coach weeks before the season to uh, like the lamest scandal. I mean, yeah, you got a DUI. Like, okay, so yeah it's i mean von duggan's got like suspended like three games for a dui this guy loses his job <laughs> like uh, now but, jimmy as you as you know it you as you know and you know unless unless uh, IUPUI and uh, fans magically appeared um it wasn't them actually taking umbrage with it it was actually the players yeah, now, I mean, whatever. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, if, well, if you think about it, you know, obviously, if you're if you're a player on a team and you're you, you know, I, I'm sure this is going to be bulletin board material for them, as as John Parker pointed out, by the way, and he was very excited about that because he's the one who wrote the preview. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this: when John and I were in the student section at Milwaukee, yeah, and I was posting stuff on the post on the UWM Post, the student newspaper, or yeah. like later on Panther U. 
mm-hmm. you know these these kids on the other teams they they read that stuff yeah so you you know they're out there they're reading it and you know that they 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 take exception to it oh sure absolutely. I mean, there was there was a time where i slammed youngstown state in like i think it was like my 06 07 preview mm-hmm. and one of the players got a dunk and like points at me in the student <laughs> section i'm like what <laughs> i didn't that was that was like when i was like 19 20 years old and i'm like realizing for the first time that people actually like read what you say online yeah <laughs> yes, really you it lends some credibility to what we're doing i mean if these guys are reading it and it's yeah. pissing them off like it should be i mean hey iupui team if you don't like it Prove it this year because what go. we're seeing is you're not you're not going to be very good. So if we're wrong, cool, show us. There you go. They've they've, they've got you know they, they've they've got uh, you know real 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 strong bulletin board material. As sure. we say. Absolutely. Absolutely. I said I said this on Twitter. The day that you need anybody else to give you your bulletin board material to make you better, your team already sucks. If you really care that much what we say and that's the motivation you need, you're doing it wrong, man. Go win because you want to win. Um, yeah, by the way, they and, do, they and do have some. Yeah, uh, incidentally, uh, uh, nobody uh, yeah. from Cleveland State said anything. <laughs> nobody from Cleveland State said anything. Uh, I, I will. I will <laughs> say that they do have. They do have some reason to look up. I mean, Marcus Burke looks like a player. Yeah. I don't know how much. Um, you know, I don't know how much he's going to be able to create space on his own as a as. As, I mean, is, is he really going to be asked to be a primary scorer? He wouldn't have been if Cam Justice were yeah. still there, but he might be. I mean, he did, um, you know, he, he he did do really well, but Clemens also was drawing a lot of the attention yeah. at Campbell. So if Burke's going to be able to take that next step as a player and, you know, really lead IUPUI and get them out of the cellar or at least get them out of the – you know, the preseason prognostication seller, then, you know, he's going to have to be able to create on his own. Yeah. I don't know anything about, uh, you know, Byron Rim's coaching style because yeah. he is, you know, interim. Sure. We don't know what kind of, you know, we don't know what kind of changes he's making. Mm-hmm. If he's doing the same style, if he's just doing the same style of play that Coach Gardner was doing, I'm not you know, I, I'm not sure that that's a really a recipe for winning. Well, or it is a recipe. It is a recipe for getting one guy a lot of a lot of numbers. Or so worse, Burke, unless, Burke unless be, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying Burke well, might be a fantasy a fantasy basketball star. Well, at the same time, I mean, yeah, maybe Burke probably probably compensates for the loss of justice, but you know, who compensates for you know who compensates for DJ McCall and Evan Hall graduating? Who who does that? I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, and, 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 you know, obviously they, they have, you know, they, they, they have people, they have guys coming back. I mean, they got the sixth man of the year, Jalen Manette coming back. So, I mean, but, but yeah, I, I, it just seems to me that that, that loss of Jason Gardner's and maybe, and maybe, you know, maybe Byron Rimmel, you know, take what he's learned from his years of coaching at, uh, at Prairie View A&M, preferably not the last season he coached. And you know, surprising people. Um, but and I, I think we've already we've talked about this uh, a, a couple of times over the past uh, over, over multiple episodes. Is that even if IUPUI 
kind of exceeds expectations, you still have kind of a blank. I want to say a blanket over two through eight. I mean, if you look at each and every one of these teams right now, you could make an argument for them to, each and every one from two through eight. You can make an argument for each and every one of them to be in the top tier of the Horizon League. You really could. I agree. And I think, and it's and it's crazy that you know, and I'm sure there's been some discussion about kind of where we slotted everybody in the in the in our preseason um, predictions. But I mean, at the same you know, at the same time, you never know. I mean, remember last year, three through eight, we could throw a blanket over them. So. It's yeah. gonna be. I'm gonna be very interested in seeing that. And again, there's a lot of different X factors involved in that. Um, and incidentally, in yeah, and and I'm sure that this is. I know that this has been a discussion of us having UIC pick second. I know that has been a point of discussion. Um, and, and I will say this myself personally. I had. I actually myself had a UIC pick number two. Um. And I had UIC picked number two just because of the fact, um, primarily because, you know, you still have one of the best backcourts in the conference in Marcus Adi and in Tarkus Ferguson. Um, and as I understand it correctly, I think somebody somebody pointed out, it might have been Rick Neaton, who pointed out that Jordan Blunt may actually be back by the, by the time the conference slate starts, which would be huge for them. Because he would. Had... Go ahead, finish it up. Sorry. Yeah, because Jordan Blunt is loud and loves kryptonite. I was just gonna say I also had UIC second, which is I'm not a huge proponent of UIC usually because I don't I don't trust McLean, but it's yeah. tough to root against these guys. I mean, it's tough to say that they're gonna fall, especially yeah. if they bomb back. It's it's hard to to say no to them, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that, that I don't is... know. I don't know. To me, to me, the. Uh, you know, Steve McLean has been able to, uh, uh, through the end of the Moore era, using those players as a jumping off point and then, you know, continuing on his own. Um, Steve McLean is a great recruiter and has brought in a lot of talent, but I haven't seen uh, all of these players yeah. seem to be very good individual players players i mean yeah. they can a lot of them can be you want to one off the dribble a lot of them uh you know and a, a good array of players sometimes he's been a little guard heavy mm-hmm. uh which isn't totally bad for the horizon league but not bad at all but the, the the fact of the matter is he's never been able to put it together yeah. so in what year is this four or five now this, for steve be, McLean? this is year four for him so year four yeah for steve McLean. this is this is the year where you kind of you expect things to put up or shut up, but I will say that uh, you know because of was it what time of year was he wasn't the one that took over late in the off season? It was Howard Moore that did, right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 So yeah, then this would be this would be the year. Yeah. Um, this has to be you, maybe, maybe maybe you give maybe you give him another year to to do it, but like. He's had the time. These guys who are seniors now, who have made it to the end of the mm-hmm. the end of the road with UIC, 
these guys who have uh, who've been there for years. He's he's been able to have his recruits cycle in and out. I don't know if you like just like can the guy if he doesn't if he doesn't do it, but I think we're at the point where you can confidently say we you know what Steve McLean is. Yeah. The hell of a recruiter. That's yeah, really absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and 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 let's let's be clear. No matter what, no matter who steps up, mm-hmm. their front their front court took a massive hit. Yeah, losing Ty Odiasi and losing Dikembe Dixon Absolutely. is not. You don't you don't recover from that unless you've got like a huge like four star recruit that can jump in there and be great right away. Yeah, and the good thing is that the Horizon League tends to be one of those conferences where. A, a strong big man can come in as a freshman or a JUCO and immediately be an impact player and one of the best at the conference. As proven so, by Drew McDonald and Loudon Love. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Tybee as a sophomore at mm-hmm. UWF, sophomore JUCO transfer was, was, was one. Um, Jordan Faust was pretty, pretty impactful immediately. Anton Grady. I mean, he was starting as a freshman. Yeah, and and the list really goes on. Yeah, I mean, we could you, you we could probably pick guys for pretty much every sure. every program in the conference, mm-hmm. both you know those that are still here and those that are departed. I mean, you can I, I can think of back to Loyola. Andy Polka was big as a, was a big time star as a freshman at Loyola. He was. Yeah, you know, this is this is a conference where you can do that. Yeah. Does does UIC have that guy? Is is like a guy like a like Braylon Bridges gonna be that guy? I don't I don't know. He's he's skinny. Yeah. Like he's kind of he's he's just. And I, th- it, yeah. And I, and again I this again this does kind of now and again and the other part about Steve McLean too is remember that he's probably gonna be spending this season uh, this season because this is I believe this is the second to last he he's got one more year left on his contract after this. Um. But he also has the. He also will be trying to impress a new boss because they're going to have a new. They're going to have a new athletic director over there. So. And you know what happens with athletic directors? They all want their own guy. Exactly. Like that. That's what they all do. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they do their job and try and you know make things make things work. And if it doesn't work, they move on. And other sometimes, times, you're Mike Thomas from Cleveland State. Or sometimes you're, you know, sometimes you're like the owner of the Indians in Major League. You're Rachel Phelps, and you're taking away <laughs> charter planes and replacing or, it or, with the or, or, breaking down. Or in a more recent, or you're Dan Snyder of the Washington Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're Greg Campy, and you just outlive all of your 80s. And yeah, just that's keep- true. <laughs> you could do that. That's true. I'm not sure Steve McLean has that wherewithal to do the do that though. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's going to be possible. But, um, but yeah, yeah. That that's that was kind of my thought process on that. And you know, um, the other thing too that we were, and this is the other. You know, obviously, you know, we we've got UIC, and then, you know, it seemed. I guess we should feel unoriginal by the fact that we are one of many people who have predicted Wright State to uh, Wright State to be at the top of the horizon league this year but i mean is it i mean if you look at them and look at everybody else i mean (laughs) can you understand why 
Yeah. I mean, they, they probably, you know, you, uh, Wright State probably, uh, you know, it, it's no wonder everybody's got them picked top, at the top of the, th- uh, top of the thing. And they've, they've got such a solid core guys. You know, you know, here, uh, two, f- five minutes ago. Yes. I, I, uh, you know, five minutes ago, I, I say that Steve McClain, we know who he is as yeah. a coach. Uh-huh. We know that he's good at recruiting. We know he can get individual talent. Yeah. We also know that he hasn't been able to put it together in mm-hmm. a in a in a team setting yet. Yeah, to be able to get uh, high enough to win a conference. I feel like they've had the talent. I feel like they've had the individual talent to do that. Sure, to 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 get there. Oh, without but a doubt, they haven't been able to put it together as a team. So, on the counter, Wright State, we know. Oh yeah, what kind of coach? They've got. Oh, absolutely. We've known that. Mm-hmm. We we knew that before he even got to the league. I mean, this is Scott Nagy. I mean, Wright State was right. able to plug I mean, him from was, South Dakota State for crying out loud. He's the one who he's the one who recruited. He, he held he? South Dakota for what? He was South Dakota State's coach for like what, like twenty four years At or something least, like that. Yeah. And and he shepherded them through going from being the lower. I think it was Division two, being yes. Division two. You know, truly strong power national mm-hmm. program to getting to that transition to Division One, mm-hmm. having that rocky few years. By the way, pointing out that the there was a new athletic director that saw that he was having a rocky few years and didn't pull the plug on him. Yeah, and had confidence in him. And what happened? Sure. South Dakota State turned he he turned it around. They built the program. They got strong enough to the point where. He's getting NBA players, yeah, like Nate, um, Walters, like Nate Walters, Mm -hmm. or and uh, you know he recruited. He's the one that's the guy who brought Mike Don there. Yes, so he's just and they're they got to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think I think what you have to know about him too, like obviously as an Oakland person, you know we we watched South Dakota State come into the summit and didn't know what you know what we had coming in. And what I think you need yeah. to realize is South Dakota State is just now starting to become average to the lower side of the summit because because Nagy's been gone for what four, three four years now whatever it's been like he built such a program that they ran strong even after he left yeah he just right and and, so and, and here's the thing is that you know they hired T.J. Oselberger to be his replacement uh, and not to get too far away from the Horizon League for a second but T.J.'s reputation and I, this was this is something that. It was. It's hard to explain to people in Milwaukee. We expected him to leave. Yeah, you, know, you expect <laughs> you expect a guy like Otzelberger to to drop out as soon as he was able to. Yeah, which he, he just the next did. Bus actually, to <laughs> right. Like, that's my point. Yeah, is that he, he was he was going to ride out the strength of South Dakota State yeah. until he couldn't anymore. Milwaukee was a bit of a different thing because he's from here. Yeah, but like because because he. I don't remember. Maybe I've told you only six thousand times. He did. I mean, it was told he had the job. Yeah. And then they pulled it out from under him and gave yeah. it to Val Jordan. But for South Dakota State, you know, it was this is a team that's ready to go. Let's get to the tournament. And he used mm-hmm. it as his bouncing off point to get move up. So, so part of it's they're getting farther away from Nagy. Part of it is that now they have, you know, they don't have the continuity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course they're going to start falling back. Sure. In the Summit League, so it's 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 all the more proof that Scott Nagy is an excellent program builder. It's yeah. all the more proof that in that in that 2016 spring when we were all trashing Amanda Braun in Milwaukee and they were all trashing Bob Grant at Wright State, is why at the end of the day Bob Bob Grant knew what he was doing. 
Yeah. That's because true. Bob Grant had the confidence yeah. from his uh, you know, from his university administration mm-hmm. to go out and make that hire. And I, I mean, I don't know if he was the one that made the absolute choice to get Scott Nagy, but he's going to, he's going to be the one that gets the credit here. I and mean, he, he understood what he had and he went out and got Nagy mm-hmm. and look what happens. Nagy's yeah. continuing the build. Yeah. Right. Right. State is a place where if they, if they can keep Nagy for a while, mm-hmm. he is going to take that place to the next level. Sure. I mean, I mean, continual NCAA tournament appearances, not just one every four or five years. Yeah. And truthfully, truthfully, as as great of a program as Wright State is, NCAA tournament one of uh, one out of every four or five years is better than what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's an argument that between Brownell and between and and Billy, and uh, you know, obviously, before that and everything like. Yeah, you go go back to um, Mr. ESPN and all the way yeah. back to the nineties. Like they've they've always kind of they've been a strong program because they're in a market that they can succeed in. But they've sure. never they've never had somebody who's had the pedigree and talent of Scott Nagy to do his job. Yeah. So right. if I'm a Wright State fan, I am incredibly excited about oh, this absolutely. year. I'm incredibly excited about the near future. Well, yeah, because if you look at if you look at their, you know, even though I mean, let's be honest, you know, you do have, you, 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 while and and you like and you look at that roster of Wright State right now, you've got a mix of you, you've got a mix of upperclassmen and really talented freshmen in there as well. I mean, because you got because you obviously have, for example, you know, you've got Billy Wampler, you've got Loudon Love, you've got. You know, Cole Gentry, which is, and they yeah. also brought in another a couple of grad transfers too. They've got that Alexander Dosage, who came in, and he's he's a senior. And they also got Jordan Nash. Jalen, yeah. But they um, also, but at the same time, they also have guys like Jalen Hall and Skyler Potter. Like, didn't Jalen Hall didn't even did Jalen Hall play at all last year? I don't think he did. I don't. Think I think he, he was out the entire year. Yeah. Um, correct. So and they got that. They got that grad transfer from Northwestern too. Jordan Nash, who's not like a big numbers guy. No, but, you know but he, you, he but, plugs a hole. But yeah, again, but if you when you have when you have Cole Gentry, uh, Cole Gentry, Billy Wampler, and Skylar Potter in there, you know, you, you can. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think I think Wright State is built as like the best quintessential Horizon team. That's what we're yeah. all seeing. If you take any of those players and put them on, you know, a Big Ten team, could they, they, they would just be a, you know, there's not a superstar. Loudon Love isn't a superstar. He, yeah. he does well on the horizon, but he's not, you know, he's not an NBA prospect or anything. Like he'll, he'll make some money in Europe if he wants it, you know, whatever sure. he wants. But that's, you know, that's how that team is built. But that they have all the pieces, and that's what you need to win in this league. Yeah. They don't need a superstar. You don't need a Kendrick Nunn, you know, on a one-year, you know, one-year play. Like, you and, need and, and that's how... And 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 not to, you know, just assume things and throw it for. Um, and, and this isn't to knock Campy in Oakland. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've used the term "program guys" to describe certain players at Milwaukee who have been, you know, long-term bridging the gap players, and you don't have a lot of 
program guys at Oakland, especially the last, this, this off season was just nuts for them. You this know, off- having all these guys jump yeah. away. But this is this is what happens when you build a lot, a lot of transfers. Sure, you build a lot, a lot of JUCOs. Is that if, if if you what you how you build a program is you get you you build based around a few guys that you've recruited and gotten them to come play for you and say they're going to give you their college years when they're 17 years old. Mm-hmm. They get there when they're 18. They go through their they they go through four years where maybe they don't maybe they're not stars from the beginning, but you you mold them into the player you want them to be. So that by the time they're seniors, they've been there for so long, and they've been they they're the ones that really carry the culture of the program. And then you plug the holes with JUCO players. No. Well, I mean, how how often do Horizon League teams that get star players in transfer? Mm-hmm. Star player has a reason to come. That that team they're coming to has minutes, and we'll let them be the star. How many times do those players really teams to NCAA tournaments and beyond? And for like, look at Oakland specifically. Oakland fans, Matt, you're an Oakland fan. Yes, are I- you are you are you more of a Kendrick Nunn guy or a Kay Felder guy? Um, are you talking when they were at Oakland or currently? Because my opinions have changed. Well. I'm talking about like uh, at Oakland. I'm not at talking about. I, I don't want to talk about like any of the. <laughs> yeah. I don't have all. I don't have all the information about what's been no, going no, no. on with Felder. I, but... I don't have all of the info. I, I'm obviously I'm more of a Kay Felder guy because he he came through Oakland. He was an Oakland yeah. guy. We're we're none transferred in. Absolutely. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So so the way that Nagy's building the program. I mean, he has. Here's the other thing. He hasn't. He's only had like this is like year three. Yeah. Or something for him. Yeah. So three, sixteen, seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen. So this is year four, actually. Yeah, this is year four. I'm sorry. So this is year four. So so oh, then so. no, then McLean isn't. This is not but year four for McLean. It's like year five or six. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just um, saying McLean oh, didn't start in 2016. No, it doesn't matter. Oh, anyway, um, my uh, this is irrelevant. The, the the point I'm trying to make is. You know, Wright State, uh, Loudon Love, who was not recruited to no. play at Wright State by, um, you know, by Scott Nagy. Neither was, um, well, I was going to say Parker Ernsthausen, but didn't he graduate? He already graduated, yes. Right. So it's. Cole Gentry would probably, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, I don't think Cole Gentry, well, maybe he was. Um, So let me, well, speaking of it, Loudon. It did, it did suck losing Malachi Smith. Yeah, it did. Because I felt like Malachi Smith was going to be one of those guys, one of those yeah. program guys for Wright State, and mm-hmm. he just ups and transfers to like UT Martin or something. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was kind of an oddball transfer though, because every you know, if you look at everything else, you know, you look at all the the you know up and down the rest of the Wright State roster. That's pretty much all, besides him him transferring and Parker Ernsthausen graduating. Well, Parker Ernsthausen and Mark Hughes. Um, they still, they still, their their core is still so so solid. And I want to ask something. I, I I've got to ask about Loudon Love because as of right now, Loudon Love is a junior, and I believe is he is he a junior? Is he is he a, he's um. God, I want to say, does he have? Did he redshirt one year? I want to say he did. I did. I did not think so unless there was an injury. I thought I remembered him playing as a freshman. Okay. So, I thought he was. A, okay. I thought he was a senior this year. No, he is a. Nope. The, according he's to Wright a junior State, eligibility. He's got. Yeah, according to Wright State, huh. he's got. Yeah, he's got. He's a junior. 
I want to, but I got to, I'm trying to remember, did he redshirt a year? And I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know how. Um, yeah, maybe he was recruited by Nagy. I don't know. One of our Wright State fans will let us know on Twitter. Oh, I'm sure um, they will. But yeah, that, that, but yeah, I was trying to figure that one out because, man, that's yeah, like. I, I do have a correction for myself. It wasn't UT Martin that Malachi Smith transferred to. It was Chattanooga. Okay. So he's he's hanging out with Mr. Belding. Um, and he's also hanging out with Steph Kenich. Oh, really? I pretty. Sh- I think that's where Steph Kenich transferred to. Hey, so Loudon Love is a junior. He redshirted in sixteen seventeen. So okay. that would have been. Yep. Okay. Okay. So so that actually leads me to the next question: Does does Loudon Love grad transfer? Yes. Okay. No. Really? You don't think so? No. Okay. Um. So what? May, what makes you think he's not going to grad transfer? Program guy. Okay. You can wait. You. you, you uh, Matt said it before. Let, Loudon Love is not a guy with NBA prospects. Yeah. So what do you gain from transferring, you know, being a fifth-year transfer and maybe not – This he's a, he is a guy who succeeds at a Horizon League level. If he's a guy that goes to, like, say, like a middling SEC team like Arkansas mm-hmm. were, to, were to, like, you know – under the table, offer a bag of money to go play. Sure, you get paid a little bit. Sure, you get to play in front of us. You get to play Kentucky. You get to play LAC. Mm-hmm. But what is what does he actually gain personally from doing that? Mm-hmm. Rather than you know finishing things up with Wright State, where he committed and he's been his entire college career, possibly winning another championship, going to the NCAA tournament, and being a key cog, if not the star of said team, which he would not be wherever he would go as a fifth-year transfer. So here's the here's the other side of that. I, I, and I, I'm not saying you're wrong, Jimmy. I, I see that sure. side. Here's the other way it plays out: is if if Wright State does what they're supposed to do this year, they win, they go to the NCAA tournament. Mountain Love sees it for what the second time they've been previously. Yep. 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 So it'd be second time. So now that he's done with school, he's got his degree, he transfers back home to, I don't know, we'll call it Illinois in the Big Ten, where he knows he's not going to be the star, but he wants to bet on himself to get some more looks, whether it's NBA or Europe, and be closer to home for for, his, for one more season of basketball. Where is he, he? He's from Illinois? Yeah, he's from Illinois. Yeah. Where in Illinois is he from? Geneva. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever so he's from, that he's, Wherever that may be, I'd say. Where is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't have Google Maps up, so I'm not sure where Geneva. Well, is. It, G- Geneva. Well, Geneva's not far from. It's it's Kane County. Okay. So it's not it's not far from Chicago. You're talking about like it's right by St. Charles. Um, for people who are not familiar with Illinois, you are right by um, Aurora, Illinois, where Wayne's World is is, is based. <laughs> that is where you're. That 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 like. Right between Elgin and Aurora, I think, is where uh-huh. it's been a while since I've been to Geneva. So my cousins, my cousin lived in Naperville. He worked for EA Sports. He lived in Naperville for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was that I, I remember Geneva being right by Naperville. Okay. So, so I think it's a little further from Chicago, but yeah, yeah but yeah. So, okay. it's, so, so he's probably Chicago. Yeah, so he, it's, it's a, a it's a west sub, it's a west suburb of Chicago. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. If he wants to go to yeah, but that would also be contingent upon Illinois not being a complete train wreck too. 
because right now Illinois is kind of a train wreck still. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, it's up to him. I mean, you know, it's you know, and and well, I mean, we we always ex- we've gotten to the point now where we expect our our kind of red shirts our red shirt juniors to make the transition to grad transfer. But, you know, let's face it, that doesn't always seem to be the case. Be, uh, perfect. Uh, an example being Cole Gentry, who is also a, who was a red shirt senior this year. Um, did he have options? I don't know, but he didn't go anywhere. We have, we have two at Oakland. If you want to make the transition and talk about them next. Yes. Yeah. I would like to, because they, they are, because, um, but before I do, I got to ask, um, you know, apparently uh, Loud and Love has changed his look a little bit. I don't know if you've seen the uh, roster photos. I, what is that? I don't know. He, he's, he's got cornrows now. I don't know. I, I, gave, I gave Matt Tidy all kinds of shit when he got his cornrows, and he's a good sport about it. So I hope Loud and Love can, uh, can take a joke because he's going to have a lot of them lobbed at him as long as he's wearing those cornrows. Corn, cornhead. I loved Allen Iverson when I was a teenager. Like Allen Iverson was my favorite NBA player because he could just take a beating. And yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that was like that. So I, I mean, I I never got cornrows because I knew I would look stupid. Yeah. But maybe 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 Love Love doesn't have as much self awareness as I did maybe when I was a teenager. Don't care. Maybe he likes it. And he's rocking it. And he's happy and cool, man. You do you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You like you know, whatever. Yeah. Hey. I'm not going to talk shit about someone who's going to put 20 and 10 on here this year. No? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> hey, he might start a new trend. You never know. No bullets or material. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he saw. May, well, maybe he was looking through history and he saw Norris Cole with the flat top and realized, hey, maybe I can rock this too and you know bring some stuff back. I don't know. And and one one more thing, and we we've mentioned a name a couple times for Wright State before we moved to Oakland. I, yeah. I will say that. You know, Billy Wampler does stretch the floor for them. Oh, he does. So, so you have guys that can put it on the floor, um, which Cole Gentry is more of like a more of like a floor general kind he, of guy. Exactly. But but, but the... ball handlers get space from having shooters like Wampler. Yeah. So the better Wright State can, you know, the better year Billy Wampler does mm-hmm. has the better year Wright State's going to have no, because think, yeah. if you have a legitimate outside threat that's that good. Then you're going to see Loud Love's going to have a little bit more space. Other yeah. players are going to have a little more space to be able to work, and that's one reason I was kind of disappointed that Malachi Smith left because I thought he was a guy that would have yeah. been able to benefit tremendously this year from having a floor structures. True. True indeed. Um, so, so yeah, so Oakland's like a new team, almost an into- yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you still have, uh, you've got, still got Set and Brad Brechting. Brad so, Brechting! So let me tell you, let me, let me break this down real quick for you guys. I'll, I'll, let, me, let me take Oakland here. So, um, Campy had his conies in, in practice uh, two Sundays ago now, like a week ago? Yeah, it was yeah. last week. Uh, first off, big, big, uh, big crowd. It was like six, seven hundred people to, to eat some conies and watch like an hour and a half of like semi-practice. Like, sure. that was cool to see. Um what I loved about this team, and it's what I expected, the bigs are really good. And, I mean, granted, it's practice, you know, whatever. But when you're talking Xavier Holmes, redshirt senior, talking Brad Brechting, redshirt senior, yep. and yep. Uh, and the transfer Aladapo, um, Daniel Aladapo um, from Georgia, Florida area, south. Yes. Um, he was bigger than I even realized. Um, really nice. nice. I got to talk to him for a minute. Um, th- those three on the floor at the same time are going to be trouble if – 
Oakland has a point guard. And that's going if Oakland has a point guard, they can challenge Wright State. I promise. Uh-huh. If they, they don't get point guard play, it doesn't matter. Um, Trey Maddox um, can spread the floor. You know, he's a really good wing. Um, he, he definitely put on a, a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks stronger, which, I mean, he's only going into sophomore year. He's, he's someone that I worry about transferring someday because uh, Rothstein was in from uh, CBS a couple weeks ago, and he said that's, that's Oakland's next NBA prospect, and I don't doubt it. He's wow. a very talented wing. But um, right now, uh, point guard from Canada, uh, Kevin Kangu is running the point to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kangu is a good shooter. He's uh, got size, too. He does, well, and that's and but and that's the thing I keep saying that Oakland's going to try to do different than everybody. When Oakland sure. came into the league, everybody you know shit on Oakland because they were trying to play fast, 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 and oh, you can't win in the rise in that league that way. Now everybody's playing that way, and Oakland's flipped. Mm-hmm. Oakland's going, hey, we got to play big. We're going to slow things down. We're going to play big. We're playing defense. Yes, Oakland's going to play defense, believe nice. it or not. And um, I mean, if unless they get in foul trouble or injuries, and if they get point guard play, this team is really dangerous. Um, there's, I mean, despite all the transfers, and I got to talk to Coach Campy for a few minutes afterwards. I really appreciated. Uh, he was, it was normal. Greg Campy, very candid, nice. very honest about a lot of things. And he talked. He he mentioned the transfers. I, I asked him about it, mm-hmm. and um, he actually only had issue with one of those transfers, and it was not the one that I have issue with. His, his only one that really bothered him was was Javon Cumberland because after um, the North Northern Kentucky loss, you know, yeah. all three. Seniors agreed. Hey, let's let's finish this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Cumberland flipped his script. You yeah. know, he said he said the the Norris one is the one that's bothered me. And he said, you know what? A lot of kids, their freshman year after college, they decide it's not where they want to be. Yeah. You're, I'm, who am I to, to tell a kid that he's wrong or to try to keep him from that? Like he signed off on that waiver. Good luck to him. And you know what? If coach is cool with that, I accept that. Wow. Um, I I don't have an issue with the Cumberland transfer, but coach does. Cool, whatever. But um, this this Oakland team is going to be very good if they can get point guard playing. That is, of course, a huge if, but they have all the other pieces and they are bigger than any team consistently. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, when you have two redshirt bigs plus a, plus a junior college big, and that doesn't include Babatunde Sume, who's only going to be a sophomore. Um, and again, Rothstein said, and it was kind of cool to see in writing, he said something like, this dude is, looks like he was chiseled from ice. He's just so thick and so good and I mean he's going to rebound a lot he's not going to put the ball in but Heck. he's going to be a depth guy you know like that's cool yeah so that's so. my open down yeah so um yeah so um actually I was going to ask you about Rashad Williams but nah I'm not sure I want to go there <laughs> um I mean honestly the only thing I can tell you is um I, I don't think any of this was is things I'm not allowed to talk about so can't be talked about signing off on waivers um, vote from um, Northern Kentucky all of a sudden is eligible at, at Cincinnati. Which that is really that is weird. Yeah, that's that is interesting. That you know this is and that's something new that I've never seen before. Uh, usually, it's always ever been if you transfer, you're sitting out a year. Period. So, so it so it kind of blows me away that um, it kind of blows me away that you know you're seeing waivers from a Braden for a Braden Norris or a Chris Boat. I mean. It's uh, it's kind of weird. I just kind of Oakland's preparing as if Williams isn't going to play because Cleveland State doesn't want to sign off on that one, so they've got an extra oh. work to do. Yeah, so new coach, new AD that had nothing to do with Williams, but they're not going to sign off on it, and that's pretty pretty lame. But I mean, in conference, whatever. So they're preparing as if Williams won't play this year. He's a bonus if he plays. That team's even more dangerous. It just yes. adds the shooters. Yeah. So. Oh, and by the way, he can run point. 
Yeah, exactly. And he he, he was run, he was actually run, he actually was supposed to run point. I mean, he was supposed to be running more point than he did last year. But obviously, when you have Cash Thomas and Tyree Appleby, you don't necessarily right. have to run point all the time. But you saw it, you uh, you saw a little bit of that though too when both of them were hurt. That he was running the point, he did pretty damn good. So he was running the point for the scout team on Sunday, which was cool to see. Um, yeah. Gettlefinger was backing up on point guard. He's one of the freshmen. He's one of the freshmen that you know wasn't a late guy, but they signed him early as I think a sophomore. Um, white dude from Tennessee that they've been saying is kind of like Pete Rose or uh, Pete Rose. Pete um, Rose. No, wow, wrong Pete. Uh, Merritt, like Pistol Pete, like he's throwing these just crazy passes, and they've got to kind of rein him in. But he, kid's got floor vision, and he. And he throws some really nice passes. Like they got to teach him when. But it, it was cool to watch this team. I, I feel really good about them, which is not everybody else's thoughts. But I feel good about Oakland. No, and I don't always say that. So, but yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, um, and speaking of Northern Kentucky, I, I know we've I mean, got them slated. We've got them slated third. Um, they still have, you know, they still have a, you know, they did honestly, you know, they did lose Drew McDonald, huge piece. They lost Chris Vogt, obviously a huge piece for them. John Brandon is out. They've got the new. They've got Darren Horn in, but they still have. They've still got uh, Jalen Tate. They still got Tyler Sharp. Um, I mean, are, did we rank them too high? I don't okay, think so we did. I really I, don't think we did. I was told. I think established guys. So Valhalla yelled at me and, and asked if I was high because I admitted that I actually have Northern Kentucky seventh. Really. And, and here's the thing. Um, they they don't have any size, and I think this league is going to be about size. Is going, where where the, the difference is going to be made when you're talking to Oakland, you're talking loud and loves. You know, all I think the guard play is going to be very consistent in this league. Sure. So I think that's kind of a wash. And so then I start to look at the bigs, and, and Northern Kentucky doesn't have any. Um, I think Tate is very good. I th- I had him. I think first comp, first team. Yeah. Um, I think very highly of him. Um, I don't think as highly of Sharp, and everyone thinks I'm just being you know being a dick, and I'm not. I think he's a great player. I wish he was on my team. But he's not somebody that you want to be one of your, you know, your your most important pieces. He, he's a cog, but you don't want him running. You know, he he got his because there were so many other things you had to worry about. When you actually have to game plan for Tyler Sharp, I don't think he's going to get as much. Like he's, I mean, I'm not worried about it when he's one of the pieces you're focusing on. He's dangerous when you when you have to leave him because you're doubling Drew McDonald. That sure, Tyler Sharp will do it, but but when you're he's one of the pieces you have to focus on. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's good this year. Huh. So I can't see where Northern Kentucky is going to be great this year. I haven't said it. No. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. I I I I do think that I I do think that uh, that Tyler Sharp is you know, that 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 the, the pieces that they have together right now I think are again. But again, I, I with, don't think, with, with, with I don't think league, a seventh place prediction makes sense. I'm sorry, God. I, I didn't well, mean to but at off. the same time, if you look, well, but it makes sense in the fact that. When you look at the you old know, two through eight, if one thing breaks wrong or breaks right for any one of these teams, you could have you could have any one of them slated way higher or way lower than we do now. I mean, for all we know, you know, for all we know, everything will break right and Youngstown State will be finishing second. I don't know. I mean, so but that that again that but between three between two and eight, that's kind of the. That, that's kind of what I, you know, kind of the the law, uh, uh, what I see in this league. I mean, we we've got what we've predicted, but again, there can be so many things that go right or so many things that go wrong where 
that would be that would be the case. And there's going to be a surprise team. There always is. I mean, let's face it. Last year, and by the way, we did pick Antoine Davis to be Player of the Year. Did we expect Detroit Mercy to win any games last year? No, we absolutely didn't. So, um, I, I think that's and, I think that's yeah, something to I, take into consideration, no matter what. A lot of that just comes from the who who do you not know anything about and i think that most people don't know about oakland because of yeah how many players they just don't that are just new yeah well no one's picking and i don't blame anybody if i wasn't as close to the program as i try to be i probably wouldn't feel as good about it either i get it yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah and again there are so many unknown quantities that we don't know about i mean you know Look at, look at Cleveland State and all their unknown quantities. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do anything this year because they probably aren't. But, I mean, t- you never know, man. Do we even know who's going to be on the floor with Antoine Davis on Detroit Mercy this year? Uh, we do. Um, yes. Actually, actually, Car- they actually released the roster. And I think, well, Carrick did his big old bids. Right. And he basically had the entire list of everybody who's going to be on this roster uh, with Antoine Davis this year. So, um, I can't really tell who they are, but you know. Well, I mean, we have the roster, but I don't think we really know who. No, like, we, the starting we, you know starting five is going to like. I mean, we know Antoine Davis is going to be good, like. Yeah. Uh, but then what? <laughs> and then you know, and then of course they still got the APR ban, and it's the you know NTA is taking forever to get their, their get it together. I don't think they're going to get there. It doesn't look like they're going to get make a decision until the season starts. So we can keep talking about, which is fine because then we can keep talking about it. <laughs> I mean, they're just all, even if they flip it, all there is right now is they're just losing practice time, losing practice time. Yeah, they are. And that's, 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 yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Does Carrick have any eligibility? (laughs) He might still have some eligibility left. I don't think he ever, you know, he played, so he's got to be available. Possibly. I don't know. So, um, with that, yes, Carrick, your, 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 your alma mater needs you. And I also know, yeah, so. I think, yeah, so uh, if I understand it correctly, he's applying for grad school there, too. So, yeah, hey, your alma mater needs you there, Carrick. <laughs> Although I think he's, gonna, he's, he's, got a, he's got a lot going on on the soccer side. So um, he's, got, he's got a soccer stuff, for sure. Yeah, he's got a lot of soccer stuff, for sure. So, yeah, maybe, yeah that, 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 that's a priority for him. And obviously, yeah, I understand. So anyway, with that said, um, we kind of want to we want to wrap up the show. Um, uh, so. You might, you guys might be wondering why I got both Matt and Jimmy on today. Um, so, you know, Jimmy's obviously been with us since the very beginning, since before even I existed on this whole platform. Um, and so, uh, Jimmy, um, obviously, you know, we, we, we've kind of talked about it. And, you know, obviously Jimmy will jump in on from time to time. But uh, it, Jimmy, can you explain this a little better than me? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to be co-hosting the podcast anymore. Yeah, that's it. Not not full time, at least. So, like you don't I, have to. You don't have to make it more than it is. It's not like I'm going to be leaving forever. Well, um, I know that's why I did it. That's why I waited and, until the last two minutes. And I of haven't show. been. A, I, I, I haven't been able to um, commit the full amount of time to the podcast that I would like to be able to to do. Um, so I, 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 there have been, there have been plenty of weeks where I've been fully available. So we just, we figure that it's better if I'm more of a, you know, guest spot person Yeah. on the show 
rather than somebody who's you know billed on the top and seen as like a co-host and all that like that's just it's not gonna it's not gonna work from from our angle like i'm just i i i'm not doing the i'm not doing it any favors if i'm like you know one of the main people of the show so obviously we were looking you know bob looked around you know made it was bob's decision on who to you know be his co-host and i'm really glad that he's made the choice that he did because somebody who's reliable and can speak and knows the conference and is very good and will be in good hands i mean I, I want to make sure that the Horizon Roundtable, you know, that we started continues, yes. um, can, continues and never really stops because this conference never stops. You know, the thing things move on, people people grow and change, and I cannot, I can't um, commit as much time to this as I'd like to make this like uh, worth, worthwhile for everybody. But you're not entering the transfer portal, right, Jimmy? You're not entering. Transfer. I, I'm not entering the transfer. We're portal. not going to. We're not going to hear you on a Missouri Valley Conference podcast at any point, are we? <laughs> you might. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> it's more of the Horizon League joins the Missouri Valley. It very well just might. That, yeah, um, there you go. No, nah, it's it's just it's a. Uh, I, I'll be even if Milwaukee were to somehow um, become. You know, if, if Milwaukee were to somehow like find their shit and get it together, yeah, and all of a sudden they're in the Missouri Valley Conference, I'm I'd, I'll still be involved with Horizon Roundtable. That's not going to be that's I'm not going away from that. This is yeah. this is my conference, so yeah. uh, I'm I'm more than happy to you know step aside, let somebody else take the reins, and then I can I can jump in as needed. But um, I, I, I do want to thank everybody for you know listening over the years. I, I appreciate I, I appreciate everybody who takes their time to follow these programs and be fans of programs that truly don't get the support they deserve, yeah. but they get it from us. I, I, I really I really appreciate everybody who does that because. You know, a lot of these these players, these coaches, they they work very hard to, you know, represent our alma maters and really make things, you know, great for them. Uh, you know, great for everybody. Uh, we I, I really enjoyed my time being a Milwaukee fan. I'm always going to be a Milwaukee fan. Um, I, I've always going to root for horizon league schools when they're not playing horizon league teams. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that we have this conference that everybody's been really a part of. And I'm, I'm glad that I could be a part of this in my small way of being a co-host on horizon Roundtable, on running PantherU.com for so many years on being the sports editor of the post and running the student section and being, you know, getting to know people who are, you know, truly great people. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to make this seem like this is like some like 
<laughs> good goodbye. Like I'll I'm I'll probably be on the podcast once or twice in the next month. It's not going to be a yeah. yeah. I'm not going away, but I am I am dropping out of my spot as like a co-host. Yeah. And Bob Bob really carries the load as far as the website and everything. Um, you know, running that, uh, editing that. So um, I, I I wish you all the best of luck in you know, moving on with that. Um, I don't know how much time we've got left of the podcast. No, we're but, nearing the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, from my standpoint, obviously, Jimmy, this is, you know, we, you know, we, again, you started this to begin with. So, you know, the, yeah. never, you know, I, I can never thank you enough for starting this. And I can't thank you enough for, finally convince you know we finally have a conversation you convincing me that yeah maybe i should be on this because if you recall in the original history i was never going to do this ever in my entire life yeah <laughs> but 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 i did i mean and you know it look and that that we've gotten to this point and and we've gotten to the point where we, we're, we're on our own standalone website we're pointing uh, you know we have content we're doing we're 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 doing so much right now. I mean, the fact that you know you even even if you haven't been as involved as you, you know, you may have wanted to. Just you know, your involvement has been, you know, immeasurable to me at least. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to try. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, but uh, in, I know you're going to be in Indianapolis. I, I think we're going to do, you know, you, we, you, I, you're going to be in Indianapolis for the tournament, and we talked a little bit about kind of what you're going to be doing over there, possibly. But yeah. we'll have some further conversations about that as we go along. So, um, so Matt, um, and, and obviously not to not to you know obviously not to have you know not to forget Matt at all or anything. So Matt is now our new official uh, is now our new co-host. So, uh, so and it, um, and again, it, I you know that he's been able to you know he and I identified them early on. He he really has you know Matt. You've really you know. Uh, you, you're so you're you've got such a wealth of knowledge of this this league, and you know you, you've been able to come in and you know really pick everything up on the fly, and that that's been a huge thing for us. That's been huge for us because nobody wants to hear me blather on for 45 minutes by myself. <laughs> I just want to thank Jimmy for uh, you know getting this all going, and Bob for having me on, and I'll do my best to uh, kind of keep doing what I've been doing. Right. Just playing, Thanks, man. Just hanging out, you know. All right. Um, so with that, then um, then that's it. Um, we're going to close out the show here. You can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable always at horizonroundtable.com. You can also find us wherever you find podcasts, and you can find us wherever any kind of uh, – you can also find us on your Amazon or Google devices at any point in time. Um I keep forgetting. Do we have? I, it doesn't matter. So, um, that's gonna. Hey Alexa, up. play Horizon Roundtable. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you all. So, thank you all for listening. <laughs>